You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hey folks, Brian Nichols here from The Brian Nichols Show. Are you tired of partisan politics? Do you want to hear the news without that media narrative? Do you want to be more well-rounded as a person? Or how about this? Do you want to get to know and learn from noted entrepreneurs, elected officials, C-level executives, economists, and more? Well, how about this? Look no further. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Again, I'm your host, Brian Nichols. Go ahead and learn more at briannicholsshow.com. Okay, so hear me out. You like getting cash back for the normal stuff you buy throughout your week, right? Of course you do. Check out the Dosh app. That's D-O-S-H, Dosh. Dosh is available at the App Store and Google Play Store and securely connects to your credit or debit card. From there, every time you use those cards, Dosh searches for available offers. Once it finds one, Dosh automatically redeems the offer and converts it into cold, hard cash. Muchos dineros, brother. Then deposits that directly into your Dosh wallet. Click the link to download and join Dosh today and get $5 just for joining. This link is exclusively in the show notes of this episode. So, show notes, special link, Dosh, $5 cash. Start on the path to quick and easy cash back on the things you love today. Hey everybody, check out the Break the Bell podcast where we believe your voice is your most powerful weapon. For a weekly dose of our take on what's going on in the world mixed with a side of history. Find us wherever podcasts are found or on social media handle at Break the Bell Pod. And most importantly, never stop talking. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. 2020 has been an odd year. I think that's the one thing that we can certainly all agree on. But, you know, the election is over. We've got Thanksgiving coming up. We've got Christmas coming up. We've got Hanukkah coming up. We've got everything coming up. We've got Festivus coming up. But there's one tradition here that I think uh, we're going to start annually, and it's going to be called the Festival of Cage. And, yes, I'm talking about Nick Cage. And brought to you by popular demand, we've brought the Degenerate panel back to discuss the best and worst of America's, dare I say, the world's greatest actor? We'll decide this. As always, I brought back the Degenerate panel. We have one quarter Persian. Zed, Zed, what are you smoking tonight? As again, RJ, uh, so our cigar of the day is an Avo Fogota. Avo Fogota. Yeah, it's a full body cigar. Uh, it goes great with uh, coffee, I hear, so I'll let you know how it goes. Alrighty, and at the producer desk tonight, we have the best producer, the only producer, the one man that actually is going to keep the boat going today. We've got Dr. Death himself, Derek. Derek, what is happening? Ah, not much, RJ. Just happy to be here. I'll be doing a general theater on one of the best actors of all time. Uh, Look forward to the rest of the podcast. (laughs) And he was gone for Halloween, but we brought him back for probably one of the scariest experiences of his viewing duties, Sean of the military industrial complex. Sean, how are you doing? Uh, you know, just recovering from my my accident I had last podcast. So, just we don't we don't talk about that. But your butthole is working, correct? It is working, and you know what? I'm I'm just glad to still have it after that. We uh we don't need to get into more details. Just understand that. 
Sean has a functioning anus, and that's all you need to know. And tonight, we have an additional panelist joining the Degenerate panel. We have Sean of the Damned. Sean Mullen, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for joining us. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. Sean, but before, we, before we start, yes. you, hear, you hear many words in life, and many thoughts can come to your mind. But when you hear Nick Cage as our special guest, what does Nick Cage elicit in your soul? Nick, Nick Cage, just, it's life, you know? Just life. You know, I want to I wanna, I wanna say a quote from him. Okay? You ready for this? Bring it. I'm so emotionally ready. On a spiritual level, I am ready. To show how awesome Nick Cage is, Nick Cage once said, to be a good actor, you have to be something like a criminal. To be willing to break the rules, to strive for something new. Isn't that just awesome? Okay, this is a serious question. And all of you can jump in before we actually start (laughs) watching these clips. Is Nick Cage a really good bad actor or a really bad good actor? A good bad actor, I believe, because he, he's he jumps into his roles and fully embraces them. And the even in the bad movies that we will be talking about here, the he just like he's the highlight of it. Like like the the movie around him might be terrible, but his acting as a whole is usually very good, and he's very good about you know diving into the character and becoming that character. Yeah. If anyone has ever accused Nick Cage of something, it's definitely not taking a role too seriously. You know, when I watch Nick Cage movies, I've seen a bunch of them. And with Nick Cage, it's, it, it all it depends on his opportunity. If he gets a really good script and a really good uh, you know, plot and story and character, he is really good in those roles. But the roles where he has to do them just because he's forced to, it, it looks like he doesn't want to be there. And, you know, he just vents his frustrations out on stage. Why is it like I feel like National Treasure 2 was like the last time anyone looked at Nick Cage and really took him seriously? Because after that, um, basically, I think it was his manager. His manager basically stole like all his money from him and then he wasn't filing his taxes. So Nick Cage was like tens of millions of dollars in debt. And because of that, he had to do just a flurry of extremely shitty films that, and I'm pretty sure he's an Academy Award winning actor. You wouldn't think that this guy would have to do them. He also didn't just, owe like he really like squandered his like fortune. Like, I mean, he spent a crap ton on like real estate and all these other things, even before owing money. So it was it was his doing on top of what happened to him then. Like partially like part part of what happened to him really wasn't totally his fault. He really did trust like the wrong person. But he owned like I think around like a dozen or so residences. And like what? They were just weren't generating income? Well, I mean, no, they were just like he had like a twenty five million dollar waterfront home in Newport Beach, uh fifteen like million dollar countryside estate in Newport. He had another place in Rhode Island, a place in Las Vegas. So Nick Cage was spending that Nick Cage money, and he obviously <laughs> yeah. was was not doing anything smart with it. Like, I mean, he, I, has he has he basically is he is he out of debt at this point? I think so. I'm not sure. Like, you know, the have you heard of the infamous? I think it's the the Lori Mansion in New Orleans. Is it haunted? I think so. He used to own that. That literally does not surprise me and he had places in europe apparently too 
Wow. Okay. I feel less bad for Nick Cage. But speaking of bad of Nick, uh, feeling bad for Nick Cage, what the degenerate panel has done tonight, humble listeners, is they've collected a series of clips from a really good Nick Cage movie that they like, or at least a, a film that they like, and then just a film that they thought was bad, or you know, Nick Cage not hit his best. And uh, this will give us an idea of who we're, who, who we're really looking at. Call this a montage, a portrait, a collaboration to understand the fragmented mind that is America's love child and Canada's secret lover, Nicolas Cage. Who, who do we have up first? So the first thing we have up is kind of just, I, I believe we have talked about Between Worlds before on different podcasts, but the scene that we're about to play here really just describes what this podcast is going to be about and why oh, damn. We're, we're looking we're, to be so great. We're looking at between worlds again. The last time we looked at him, we looked at the infamous truck stop scene where he's like, here's my family. You'll like them. As he shows a photo yeah. to this random German lady. And as she's like, Oh, they're so adorable. He's like, Oops, they're dead. What the and, hell uh, does that have, have to, to do? Being strangled. That yeah. this film we we watched it uh, a couple of months ago and like there's a there's a lot of shit in this and I can't call it a horror movie or like a B rated sci fi film. It's like they were just making shit as the, making shit up as they went along. Yeah. yeah. So, so like basically, if I mean, do we want to go over synopsis real quick? Yeah. Give, give it. About? Give it. Give it a quick snapshot for people that didn't listen to that episode. All right. So basically between worlds is about Nick Cage. Who's a truck driver who meets this German lady. Well, she's not German in the movie, but she's played by a German actress uh, who is getting choked in a truck stop bathroom. He tries saving her and she's like, no, why'd you try? Why, why were you saving me? I wanted to get choked out. Turns out that this woman has the power to actually go out of her body when she's near death and take souls from the void and put them in people's bodies. And she was doing it because her, daughter got into a car accident and was dying in the hospital and so she's trying to basically go into the void and grab a soul to save her uh but what happens is yeah she actually takes nick cage's dead wife's soul because that's the closest soul floating around and put it in her 18 year old daughter's body and now basically nick cage is the hots for this 18 year old who's technically his wife but he's also screwing the mom. But he's also screwing the mom. And then the mom's jealous. Like, oh, I thought you loved me. Why are you screwing my daughter? It's like, well, you shouldn't have made your daughter my wife. It's so just, just, just a sentence. And you're not as flexible as yeah. this 18-year-old. God, oh, God. Just, just a sentence you don't want to hear. Doyle, so, have you seen this film? Yes. I've seen this several times. I actually... You I, saw I, it more than once willingly? Oh, my God. Hey, one, I saw it with one of my exes, and the reason why she's one of my exes because did of that. She, did she ask you to choke her like Nick Cage after this? <laughs> uh oh. So, so that silence. What's that so silence? The, so, so the second I'm the time. The that lost. hasn't seen this film. Oh, it's uh, it's one of his uh, shitty tier movie masterpieces. Yeah, so this, the clip that I'm about to play is basically just, it, it's an example of the Nick Cage breakdown. And I think a lot of Nick Cage movies have this. I thought this was a prime example, so I wanted to play it. For Let's the do it. All right. We can't. All right, really? What the fuck do you do? Oh, pause it. <laughs> Okay, so this is the end of the film. Basically, the the wife's spear has been taken out of the daughter, and right before that, she shot the mother, and the ex-boyfriend is there, and Nick Cage is also losing his shit. So this is right at the at the end. 
Yeah, he yes. finds out that his wife, his dead wife, actually killed his daughter because what happened was she 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 was like, oh, Nick Cage, since you're a trucker, you never spend any time with me because you're always on the road. So I'm just going to kill my daughter. And then she killed his daughter and then fell asleep on the sofa with a cigarette in her mouth and the whole house caught fire and she died as well. God, women are so needy. Go ahead and play. He should he should like die just for wearing leather pants. He's he's currently that covering leather pants? himself. That's with leather pants. I thought those were just jeans, but okay. No, they are leather pants. You see when he's oh, crawling, he's oh. wearing leather pants. How Nick? No. This is no. You, you aren't an actor in the nineties anymore, dude. This yeah. is this film came out in twenty eighteen. He's oh no. This is like this I thought is like they were black jeans for a second. This, this is like wife. some this is like some nickelback shit. Wait, this, question. This, this is why his wife burned down the house. <laughs> Wait, but but okay, but for real though, on like a side note, who just decides one day in the morning casually, you know what? I'm gonna wear leather pants for the day. It's I mean, happening. It like it's un- it's uncomfortable during like warm weather, it's uncomfortable during cold weather. I don't think there's ever a comfortable time for that. It probably just, just like wear some jeans if you want some long pants. It it probably wasn't his choice. It was probably like it was probably, you know. Like the director or writer or whatever, it's like, oh, he's going to wear leather pants in this scene because reasons. I've, well, I've I've seen I've seen Doyle wear pant like wear jeans like twice in his life. Uh, he only ever wears shorts during like all seasons. Doyle, it's true. Do you own a pair of leather pants that we don't happen to know about? I do not own a pair of leather pants. Period. I own. All right, that's a trick pants. question. He owns chaps. Well, see, in this scene what, right what here, Sean, what Sean does in behind his own, you know, in his own home is his own business. No, right. I add leather pants until my accident. Oh, oh yeah, we don't talk yeah. about that now. Uh, gotcha. I was saying in this scene right here for the audio listeners, Nick Cage is actually dousing himself with gasoline, and he's about to light a cigarette because he found out that his wife killed his daughter. Okay, let's yeah. let's, let's watch the rest. The breakdown. <laughs> so metal. So that's that. Yep. That, I feel that, like they spent all their like special effects funding on that one scene. Okay, for someone who hasn't seen this film, I will say <laughs> that was metal as fuck. <laughs> that was that damn. So that's a classic example of the Nicolas Cage breakdown. A lot of Nick Cage movies have this, uh, where he just kind of goes insane and does something crazy. Like to you the know? point, you know, like where he's setting himself on fire or just screaming hey. or whatever. Whatever, whatever works. You know, 
I feel like I should be offended, like as a man, for seeing him wear leather pants. But if he's gonna do it and then set himself on fire, it almost seems like he's compensating for it. So maybe, okay. maybe he set himself on fire because he was wearing leather pants. Uh, maybe. Okay, what's the next clip? The Wicker Man. Okay, I, I gotta be honest. I have only seen the last half of this movie. I only know okay. this movie due to the bees. That's I about mean, it. Yeah, there's only one scene that matters, and it's you know. The last scene. <laughs> uh, Mullen, go ahead and go ahead and give a synopsis of the Wicker Man. Uh, please. Oh, you want me, or is that uh, you want Doyle to do that? Because I think Doyle selected that. Doyle, you're Doyle, muted. Unmute yourself. No, I didn't choose that one. Okay. Sad. Somebody chose this. All right, I didn't choose it. All right. Okay. Well, I, who I, who I, has I, seen I, the movie? <laughs> who has seen the movie? I will give a synopsis of the, the Wicker Man. Hold on. Give us the Reader's Digest version the or re- Wikipedia. The, the uh, I'm totally not. Has going. no one actually You're seen the head. whole film? I I, I, I saw it. A, I saw it. I, RJ, I saw this like nine years ago. Okay, that was the last time I watched it. And you watched it from from the beginning to the end. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Okay, so so Thank that you. makes one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I guess I know we're watching it later. <laughs> oh man. okay, okay. You have yeah. to buy this on Prime or rent it, and it's like I don't want to. I don't want to pay to watch a Nick Cage film. No, no, one, two, three. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Nick Cage is like a public. Uh, you know, like like a public resource, like yeah, like should, a library. Like you should just be able to watch him whenever you want, <laughs> just and check not him out with your library card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I kind of I can kind of give a, a brief synopsis of this film right now, if you'd like. Do it. Okay. <laughs> so, a policeman played by Nick Cage, bless you, Cameron, uh, received basically news from his ex fiance that her daughter is missing so he's just like well shit i better travel to this random ass island off the coast of washington state where a group of neo-pagans lives this is not a bad idea wait is it his daughter i don't even think it's his daughter it's his why would you say why would you go it's what he does it's i feel like he can ignore that it's a very nick cage thing to do and she's not my kid but i feel like she is and so, like, he's basically on this island trying to find out where the heck this, like, girl is. Like, she's just gone. He has no idea. So he's asking the villagers. All this strange crap is happening. Uh, he sees some suspicious crap. Uh, eventually, like, he's, it turns out he's just being used as a sacrifice for the Wicker Man. Oh. <laughs> and like it's actually like is this here here it's, or it's really disturbing because he's surrounded and he does try to like he pulls out a gun i'm like all right good he's got this and when he pulls the trigger it just clicks and nothing happens and his ex-fiance has the rounds in his inner hand <laughs> and like they do some awful shit to him like in the end like the end scene is like i think the only good part of the film not because this it is ends, the only because- this is like the only thing i feel people know about this movie no, yeah. It, it really is. Uh, like, I need to watch it with you guys, obviously. Like, we need to watch it from the beginning. Yes. Yeah, so like we understand the whole from... context. <laughs> anyway. Wait, wait, okay, before we see this, uh, how would you classify this, Zed? A good Nick Cage scene or a bad Nick Cage scene? Uh, this is a good Nick Cage uh, overacting scene. Okay, Doyle, what do you think? Uh, I would say the same. It, I think it really brings out like 
the good qualities of Nick Cage. And let's go ahead and see what these good qualities are. Derek, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay. If 2020 was one scene, I think it's going to be this. <laughs> I, I, I got to warn you, though. If from what I remember, like, you're about to hear and see something awful happen to him before even, like, the B thing happens. Oh, and oh. folks, unless, unless, unless YouTube takes down this video version for copyright reasons, hopefully you will be able to watch this on the We Are Libertarians Patreon. Join at the most basic level, and you'll get to see the video portion of this as long as YouTube doesn't act like a bitch and take it down again. Okay, go ahead. No yeah, matter how, it. no matter how many times, no matter how many times I witness them break his leg, I will never not feel the like I'm about to grow, throw up. Oh, Doyle, who was um, who was that football player who got his leg snapped? Oh, like hell. Uh oh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Zed, have you ever seen that movie? Uh, the it, it's about the it's about the white nice lady who adopts the black kid, and then they force him to play football. The Blind Side. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> That's the beginning of the film where she's talking about that play, and she's like, look, this man's leg's about to burst. <laughs> okay. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Uh, the moral of the story, get shacked up with an older, rich white woman. Things will work out. Okay, speaking of white women, let's watch them kill Nick Cage. Obviously CGI, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they kind of feel this bad isn't for Nick Candyman. Cage. I mean, yeah. Oh no, it's actually real bees, and Nick Cage is 
dead. I mean, he's dead. I feel like he would opt for that if given the option. He's I mean, dead. it wouldn't be the first time that a crap ton of bees that would be used in a film, like actual bees. What, what, what's, what's another example? Candyman. The horror film oh, from the 90s. Oh, really? And everything. Those are real bees that they had all over them. Oh, I just started flinching. Okay, I don't want to think about that. Play the clip. funny because that's us looking at 2020 right now (laughs) we see like all we see right that's 2021 and we're that's us in 2020 we're like no it's not ending oh god december 32nd (laughs) Uh, you know not gonna lie when watching that scene i actually felt bad for the cage's character no, like, yeah. it's it's awful. Like, getting your legs just broken by, like, a wooden mallet of that, then just getting stung all over your face, and then them going just like, no, we need you alive. Here's your little injection. Don't, don't you think it's kind of ironic that we're making fun of this as, like, the, the clip that describes 2020, yet they're all also wearing masks? I Fuck. Mean, this was, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a film ahead of its time. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I mean, Hollywood was trying to tell us something. Is this pagan cult? And I mean, what, what's what's hysterical? This is actually a remake. But, yeah, the, the original one was at least it was from the seventies or something like that. Yeah, it was. Oh man, uh, nineteen seventy. Who who was in that? It, and it actually it was, has a good rating too compared to this one. Who who was in that one? Who played? Uh, who was the Cage's character? Oh my God, Christopher Lee was in that film. I think. Wow, Count Dooku? Yeah. Wow. You know what's weird? A young Christopher Lee, like when he was Scaramanga in The Man of the Golden Gun, he kind of looks like Nick Cage in his 30s. Yeah, they I do, can see it. Yeah, they kind of look alike because they've got the same face structure and they, their hair is always like it, it's kind of recessed, but it's slipped back. So it looks like it's still full. Yeah, I guess like in him and Man of the Golden Gun, I guess he could like pass for his like dad or something. You know, if you told me that I would, if if you told me they were related, I would probably just say I buy it. But uh, yeah, Wicker Man. Yeah. Huh. Hey Doyle, would you ever go back for one of your ex's kids if you were a cop? Really, it really depends who who it is. How the fuck does it depend? It doesn't depend. There's like literally, there's a way for this all to work. You file a missing persons report and all this other crap, like you. 
Yeah, do what other one man job. Do what (laughs) do what other cops do and pass it to somebody else. Exactly. That's the story of the FBI since 2016, but we're not going to get into politics. Okay, Doyle, this was at this was at your request, National mm. Treasure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel like it, and Zed, let let me know what you think of this. I feel like National Treasure Two was probably the last film where people looked at a Nick Cage film and genuinely said, "I think I'm excited for it." Yeah, you know, I think Nick Cage as an actor. Uh, I think universally people would say his best work would be National Treasure as a whole, that just that movie series. And I think you were saying that National Treasure 2 was like the last movie before his agent stole all his money and where he was forced to do the shitty movies. National Treasure is still probably one of my favorite films because I feel like it checks all the blocks for me. It's got enough comedy to be lighthearted. It's got genuine action scenes. It's a globetrotting adventure film. It's got some real history throughout it, too. Obviously, a lot of it's fiction, but it's got some real history to it, too. And it, it, it doesn't just have Nicolas Cage. It's, it's got a lot of really good actors in it. And, uh, you know, number two was good. I mean, it didn't it didn't do for me what number one did. But I mean, it's the problem of sequels. It's you, you have to jump such a high bar. I, I'm upset that they have not done a third um, a third film because number two, which we'll see a clip from that after this. Number two shows a really good example of uh, them trying to plant seeds to complete the trilogy. But it's been almost uh, there 12 were talks years of a show. Now. Yeah, I don't think would it, would it have had Nick Cage in it, or would it have just been uh, like National was, Treasure think, of somebody else? Well, no, I think there was rumors that initially they were going to do a Nicolas Cage led National Treasure show on Disney Plus. I would that watch would that. Be amazing. That would actually I would, be pretty I good. Would, I would watch that. I watch that so fast. I think Disney, Nick Cage. Would, think. <laughs> Disney, we beg of you. We will sacrifice somebody to the Wicker Mickey if you want. Well, <laughs> Wicker it, Mickey. It, it, it does appear that it is in the works. Uh, imagine, ima- imagine this, but just Mickey Mouse. Play, play the last like ten seconds of the. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> twenty twenty. Okay, let's uh, let, let Mickey Mouse like laugh. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, let, let let's see the this scene. Hey, you know that really is a nice collection. Must have taken you a long time to hunt down all that history. If it's any consolation, you had me convinced. It's not. I was thinking, what if we go public, plaster the story all over the internet? It's not like we have our reputations to worry about. Although, I don't think that's exactly going to scare Ian away. 180 years of searching, and I'm three feet away. Of all the words written here about freedom, there's a line that's at the heart of all the others. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. People don't talk that way anymore. Beautiful. Huh. No idea what you said. It means if there's something wrong, those who have the ability to take action have the responsibility to take action. I'm going to steal it. 
What? I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. There it is. <laughs> uh, two, two, okay, actually, uh, three points. One, I think that's actually one of his best monologues ever. Yes, yes. This is the Nick Cage I miss and I want back. He's a great. It's amazing. Yeah, he's really great at giving monologues. Uh, my second point. That specific scene gives me like a freedom erection. Yes, every yes. time. <laughs> it's, every it's, everyone is standing tall. That's amazing. For that. <laughs> and right, three, if, you looked, if you looked at the video while he was reading, it, I was just everyone in the in the the chat were just like looking like yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The, yes. the third one in uh, I think it was 2018, 2019, uh Zed, Derek, and um, Doyle and I went to. Uh, the National Archives for a day. We were just jumping around D.C. because we were bored. Oh, God. For, you yeah. know, B- BP, before the plague. And uh, we, we went to the National Archives to go see the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. And we walked in. We were cracking jokes like, must steal the Declaration of Independence. And I went over to one of the guards and I asked him, hey, man, how often do people come around saying, must steal the Declaration of Independence? I shit you not. He said, uh, one guard listening in started laughing and he said every day. And then the guard I asked the question to just said, just stop talking and listen. And if you listen to the line of people going around and watching and and looking at the documents, you hear like every other word is, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Everybody was doing it. <laughs> that That movie is so ingrained in American culture. You will never, I don't think, uh, I, I think one. This is one of the films that a hundred years from now people will still be pointing to for something, either as a good film or just as a meme. But that specific scene right there, I don't think is ever going to die. Nicholas yeah. Cage is a national treasure. He is. He, he is, is a national treasure. God I mean, bless. And like you said, that was some of the that that right there. If that isn't proof that he isn't a great actor, I don't I don't know what is. This I is. I think this was also his highest grossing film. This was a Disney film. Yeah, National Treasure was a Disney franchise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was uh, – I'm pretty sure – I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this was the film that made him most of his money. Because everyone – like like a lot of his films were never like family-friendly. And if you want to make money, you've got to have enough stuff to bring the kids to the theaters. And this was the film that I think really did it for him. Yeah. Which is so sad because he's about to get fucked by his manager a few years later. Yeah, that's why he made us. No, he, he's, he's not about to get fucked. He had he was getting fucked behind closed doors. <laughs> Once you start getting that Disney money, people get greedy. Now, now, who who wanted this scene from the sequel? I think I think that was uh, uh, I, think I did. That, that was that. Yeah. Okay, Zed. What 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 stands out about this one? So, Nicholas Cage is great in National Treasure, one of his best works in acting, but. You know, they gave us a little fan service in the second one. For everyone who loves the crazy Nick Cage scenes, they gave us one. And he basically has a meltdown in Buckingham Palace. This is, uh, like, this was funny as a kid. But honestly, as I start to see this, this is what really becomes a staple for Cage. Because he he's, yeah. start, he's starting to be taken less as a serious actor. And now he's being taken as the dude that wears leather pants and screams and sets himself on fire and does stupid shit. It's really sad. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and play the clip. Ben. Abigail. Abigail. What's she doing here? What are you doing here? Your dad called me. 
said your next clue was here. But she's really there? <clears throat> Look, Ben. Drop her. Loser. I want to help. Well, that's very nice, but it's kind of a bad time right now. A bad time right now? It's a bad time. <laughs> okay, I, I just flew all the way to London to offer my help. Ben, and, and what, now you decided you just, you don't need it. You're the one who's making a scene right It's always about I, them. See right now. No, we want to make a scene. Well, then fine! If that's what you want, then let's have it out right now. Ah, so subtle. Well, let me guess. It's the wrong time. It's the wrong place. I'm wrong again. Wrong about us. Wrong about Thomas Gates. Wrong that you'd like the Queen Anne chair. You're wrong to assume I'd like the chair. You see? You see, everybody listen to this. Pause it for a second. She... I think the one thing I can say about Nicolas Cage that I can't say about anyone other than, like, maybe Will Ferrell and Sasha Baron Cohen, Nick Cage is a very physical actor. He's, he is very physical. Uh, yeah, he is. I okay. notice he really likes using his hands. And He's the Jack emotions. Sparrow of actors. It's, a, it's an yeah. Italian thing. Coppola? Coppola? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. he just has, like, major, major ADHD. I think it's a mix of both. Thinks that even when I'm right, I'm wrong. Isn't that right, Abigail? Just because I answer a question quickly doesn't make it wrong. Not if the right answer is something we need to figure out together as a couple. That's what couples do. Sure. And you and your missus take it out. Oh, now look what you've done. You brought the little bobbies down on us. You take the missus outside. I'm staying right here. Ben. Good afternoon, sir. Hello. Been drinking away. Just a nip. Just pop down to the pub for a pint. Bit of all right. Going to arrest the man for that. Going to detain Elijah for enjoying his whiskey. It's all right, that's enough, sir. Beggars and mash. Bubbles and squeak. Smoke deal pie, sir. Haggers! That's it. Dismount the banister. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Here they are standing in a row. That was brilliant. Oh, so what are you saying? You're saying that I'm never right? I did not say that. <laughs> so I'm wrong again. Oh, no, see, there you are correct. Oh, capital. Top you know what? Mother told me about you. And all of you that never say, you'll say. Girl, it's a please. Step inside, madam. Just make a list. every time we don't want to What is right or wrong? You two lovebirds, stay put, right? Um, you know, I watched that when I was probably 12 and I thought couples, adult couples don't act like that. That's a really silly scene. But the older I got and as I look back at this scene, not only do I realize that it's probably realistic, but like on a spiritual level, I understand. I mean, it was a fake argument. They were doing it on purpose. Yeah, but there was a lot of truth to that because they are broken up at the beginning of the film. And the, and are, the points yeah, he's making are probably real, which he's trying to exaggerate because they need to get locked up in that part of Buckingham Palace because they have to steal, I, I forget, the Queen or some shit. But uh, but yeah, yeah, this this is one of those moments where it's like he, he does this a lot and he didn't do this in the first film. I felt like this was one of those parts where they're like, phone it in because we need some laughs. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Doyle, have you ever gotten to a screaming match with a woman? Yes, yes. And actually, it was all over a cat costume for Halloween. 
And yeah, it didn't go well. Did you have to wear the cat costume? Let's just say part of me wore the costume. We don't need to know anymore. Go on to the next one. Derek, what do we have next? Next we have... uh, So this movie I kind of consider... like It stars Nick Cage, but it's not all about him, if that makes sense. I I didn't see this one. Did this come out in theaters? I believe so. It was in 2016. Um, I think this was straight to DVD. Yeah, or maybe it was. I feel feel like I don't think that Nick Cage has actually been in a movie theater since like, oh, what was that bad? It was it it was like another one like this. Like they 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 made you think he was in it, but he's only in it for like five minutes. Left behind, left behind. That was the last time I think I saw Nicolas Cage in a movie that was actually in a theater. Uh, I mean, uh, the last two weird horror films he did were in theaters. The Mandy and Colors Out of Space were both actually in theaters. What what was the one? It's like where he he's like a knight and he has to go kill a witch. Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. Was that that any good? Did you see that? Uh, I I've watched it. You know, it's it's okay. Um, I'll be honest. Nick Cage doesn't fit very well in that film. He's a very specific type of actor. Like Ron Perlman was was fit well uh but they really they should have got he was also in a film called outcast with hayden christensen what and again yeah like it was another like oh god when was the last time he was in a film uh well he retired from acting because of star wars money uh that's a good reason to retire i feel like i feel like that would be a whole nother episode who who has seen this one though uss indianapolis who watched this one uh zed and i have okay yeah so Basically, it's like a, I'm not sure how close to historical it is, but it's about the USS Indianapolis that transported like stuff for the, 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 the atomic bomb yeah. in World War II. And so basically Nick Cage is, he's the commanding officer of the USS Indianapolis and he's tasked with that mission. So they successfully deliver the, the parts for the A-bomb and um, on their way back, their ship gets sunk by the Japanese and they're surrounded by sharks shark infested waters and, and this is the try to survive and we're just watching the trailer yes this is just a trailer because it's a very slow movie but nicholas cage was a very his acting was really good there weren't any meltdowns or anything like that he yeah. was a good actor in this movie but the movie really picks up on the second half where he goes to trial and that's where you know the movie actually gets exciting yeah because like a lot of this movie um it's like part, you know, it's like it sets up the fact that they went on a mission and then they get sunk by the Japanese sub. And like and a lot of the movie is just them out in the ocean trying to survive amongst shark infested waters. And a lot of like there was it was in a small it was not a small amount of people that died. Like hundreds. 300 went down with the ship, which sank in 12 minutes. 890 were in the water facing all sorts of stuff. And I think a little over 300 survived. Oh, you, you told you told me the story about the guys that were hallucinating because they were drinking salt water, right? Yeah, like it was oh, making ta- all their okay, issues uh, worse. Talk, talk, talk about that real fast because that, that freaked me out when you told me. Yeah, apparently like there was some uh, – one of the survivors uh, claimed that a bunch of these sailors started drinking the salt water. And he was like, guys, don't do that. It's going to make thing, everything worse. And eventually like it got so bad, they started hallucinating that they saw like this Island underwater and wanted to just try to swim to it. And they just didn't resurface. 
Oh, okay, let's uh, let's watch the trailer. America wants this war to end, end quickly. Where's this all going? Are you talking about the atomic bomb? Send a message loud and clear. If it works, they're heroes. Was that Tom Hanks? President Truman has chosen you to lead a highly classified. Sorry. Was that Tom Hanks? No, it wasn't. No. Was, no. was it like a brother? Like, it, go, go, it was a, this is a dollar store. Uh, Wait, hold on. Like, get ready to like pause it. That pause guy. It. No. Oh. Oh. That's he like, does look like Discount Hanks. Okay, yeah, that's Tom Hanks if you ordered him from, like, Wish.com. <laughs> yeah, he lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Super depressed, caught corona. Oof. <laughs> got linked to Jeffrey Epstein, got Italian citizenship. Oh! God. Those oh, eyes shit. are just filled with sadness. Oh, Sad. my gosh. Okay, go ahead and play. President Truman has chosen you to lead a highly classified mission. Yes! <laughs> pick up our escort it is top secret there'll be no escort concerned about submarines sir what are we doing here the japanese are an extremely disciplined adversary sir that's a damn suicide mission full speed ahead
it's fucking amazing. It's actually is, a very it, good movie. It's a I, highly underrated movie. It's very good. Was that in it, theaters? I think it, I'm not sure, but it, it was very entertaining. Uh, I mean, it said coming I, soon worldwide. So I, I, I would say, judging by the CGI from the flying planes, I mean, this stuff probably not. Um, stay away, but, rescue, blah, blah, subscribe. Can I mean, the CGI away. wasn't good, but the story and Nick Cage's performance was excellent. I, I could forgive it because remember uh, Midway? Yeah, Midway. Midway the new was, one? Yeah, it Midway was, was good. It, yeah, it was kind of like it kind of gave off those vibes. I been, yeah, I mean the CGI was shit midway, but it was oh, movie. oh Hunter Killer. The CGI and Hunter Killer was not that good. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen the new Midway. I just stick with the old one. The the new Midway was actually like we we went to go see it in theaters, and I was kind of like ambivalent about it, but we saw it and it was actually really good. Yeah, apparently this. Uh, Oh my god! I think it did release in theaters because apparently its budget was forty million dollars, and the oh, box how much did they make? Two point one million dollars. <laughs> that oh was a major god. loss. That doesn't even cover the marketing for a movie like that. No, it's like a hundred and thirty minute runtime too. Can you believe Academy Award winner Nick Cage is in these big films that make no money? It, apparently, its average rating was three point four out of ten. Shit. Oh, man. I think the issue with this film seems like that, I, I don't know, maybe there was well, just an imbalance of where the budget in my, went. In my opinion, the scene with the sailors stranded stretched for a really long time, and it wasn't very entertaining. And I think that's where it lost people. But the ending with the trial was phenomenal. It really was. It was very good. Hey, Doyle, are you still there? You're muted, Doyle. Yeah, I'm still here. Would you pay to see that? Indianapolis. Actually, I, I mean, I like, I like the history of it. So, I mean, but again, the CGI was just shit. So, I, I it's hard. You know, I've paid for worse movies. I think I don't. I genuinely don't remember that in theaters, and I remember seeing a lot of movies in 2016. I would, I would have paid to have seen that. It, it was uh, probably a small, back. like, select theaters that had. Oh, like, it was probably in theaters for, like, a week and then taken out. Yeah, like, it was honestly probably, like, no major, not a lot of major chains might have had it for a long time. And then all the smaller theaters had it, which is, could be another reason why they didn't make any money back from it. You, you know what's really sad? You know what's going to be the longest running film in theaters? What? Tenet. Because. Uh, because Tenet is the only new film to have been well, there have been a couple others, but it's the only big Hollywood blockbuster to have been released during the pandemic. So because of that, um, they're going to actually have it in theaters until January. So it's going to be, have been in theaters since July, August, summer, 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 January. Seven months. Oh my god! I don't see. I've heard it's good. I just haven't. I've seen it three times in theaters. I mean, do it you is. You want to go see it a fourth? I will go see it a fourth if you want to go see it. A fourth, if you want to go see it, all right, all right, let's we'll, we'll do it. What movie? I'm a tenant. Oh, tenant. We should go see it tomorrow. I mean, I heard they blew up an actual plane because it was cheaper dude, than CGIing it. Dude, it's James Bond on acid. Okay, I'm. Oh, I'm down. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, but no, I I would have paid to have seen this. Uh, Zed, would you would you recommend people watch it? Not pay for it, but at least watch it. 
it's on, I believe it's on Netflix right now. It's definitely worth a watch on the weekend if you got nothing going on. Okay. Okay, let's uh let's hit the hit let's hit the next one. All right, so this is Nick Valley Cage's Girl. best moments from Valley Girl. The stars, gonna, this stars was young it? Nick Cage, right, Zed? Yeah, I think this is Nick Cage's first movie, nineteen eighty three. So I think what, was he was he Nick Cage or was he Nick Coppola? Uh he was Nicholas Cage in this. He okay. was Nick Coppola in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and then he was Nick Cage in this. I totally, re- I totally respect why he changed his name. For those of you that don't know, the reason why is twofold. One, he didn't want to be linked to his uncle. Yeah. His uncle, Francis Ford Coppola from The Godfather and my favorite film, Apocalypse Now. And he also was reading uh, Luke Cage, Power Man from Marvel Comics, and he liked his name so much he took it. Nick Cage, I just want to say this, Nick Cage is a nerd. He almost played Superman. He plays Spider-Man Noir, and he was Ghost Rider in two films. Uh, his son's name is Kal-El. I mean, that is, he wins the nerd, he wins the prize yeah. of, like, all-time nerd just for that alone. To na- to make your screen name based off a mm. character, but to name your child after Superman, you win. And if, yeah. if you don't Kal-El believe... Cage, oh, metal name right there. And if you don't believe that he was up for the Superman role, there are pictures all over the internet of him in tests uh, screening. With the there's a there's a movie now. Now I, I won't spend too much time on this, but it was going to be called Superman Lives. It was going to have Tim Allen as Brainiac. It was going to have Kevin Spacey as. Um, as Lex Luthor, ironically, he would be Lex Luthor in Superman Returns, and uh, it was going to have Chris Rock as uh, Jimmy Olsen, and it was all going to be written and directed by Kevin Smith. So, if you want to spend ten bucks on a documentary, go go uh, look the go look up the Death of Superman Lives on Amazon Prime. And it's a whole documentary about how the film failed, and you never saw it. So. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, that, that would have been that would have been epic. Okay, so Valley Girl, first film. Yeah. Let's do it. So I never the, saw basically this. the synopsis is Nick Cage um is a guy from Hollywood and he falls in love with a rich Valley Girl and basically their two friends groups don't get along because they're like different. But Nick Cage really likes this girl and he's like, you know what, fuck society, I like this girl, so I'm gonna hang out with her. And is this a straight. like like is this like a is this a chick flick? It's a chick flick, yeah. But you can actually, if you watch Nick Cage's performance here, you can tell that the his acting from when he was like nineteen has carried over into his like fifties. So go is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. You you be the judge. I'm making it sound good. You decide. All right, go ahead. What a hunk! There he is. Is this points for effort? I told you this place was going to be a waste. This place sucks. Well, uh, what? Whoa, pause it. Nick Cage's hair. Holy shit. Yeah, young Nick Cage. Young Nick Cage is actually a very attractive person. He looks like James Dean. Like, holy shit, I usually just see it with that, like, half-balding, like, slicked-back thing, but that, is that his real hair? Yeah. How old was he? 19. He's 19. Wow. That nice feathered 80s hair. Good for, good for him. Or bad for him. I mean, we saw the result, but he's, uh, no, he's, here's the thing about Nick Cage. 
objectively, I'd say he's not a he's not a bad looking guy. He's a unique looking man. Yeah. And when we saw him in the last scene where he's running up, like he's obviously extremely in shape. He's always been for for most of his films. I mean, especially as he's gotten older, it's harder to stay in shape. But he looks just awkward. He's how how tall do you think he is? Five eleven, maybe. No, I'm five eleven. He looks taller. What Doyle? He's like six something. I think he. I think you're right. He's six feet. Can we say that he's just a unique looking man? Uh, I mean, I would say I wouldn't say unique, honestly. Frankly, I think in his early career, he was an attractive man that just I didn't age as well as others like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a fucking vampire. That's why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's true. Same, kind of the same thing. Although I feel like it's starting to catch up with Brad Pitt. But anyways, Brad Brad Pitt's pushing it. When I saw him in a, a once Tom, once upon a time in Hollywood, that was kind of a struggle. Yeah, Although he was showing I, his age. Yeah, but I mean, overall, like looking at him, like no, I'd say I'd say he was, especially in his early days, a very attractive uh, human being. Yeah, he's a he's an objectively good looking man. He's just he's just unique. I'll, I think, I'll say that. I think in this scene, he would have actually benefited if his hair matched his eyebrows. No, I, just, I, think, I, think, I think I think whatever they're doing, because I think the color is just kind of a little off. His character in this movie, he's supposed to be a punk rocker. Mm. Oh, is that why he okay. sticks with the Valley Girls very well? Yeah, and that's why it's like his her friends don't like him. He's like, well, oh, what, he's well what's her name right there? Is like I fucking him. So yeah, let's I wish for something. Right, let's do it. Oh God, stop! Real fast. Yeah, crazy words. I won't. I won't take too much time. Pause it. <laughs> this looks like either a scene from Greece or The Outsiders. <laughs> like yeah. they, they all look like they all look like Doyle's lacrosse team. <laughs> okay, but see, like, okay. why is it always the guys in the freaking? Hey, it's it's Doyle. Shirt? Look, it's Doyle. Oh, <laughs> it is Doyle, Tim. <laughs> Oh my it's, God. It's, it's your dad, Doyle. It's perfect. It's lovely. your dad. Because <laughs> I always wear polos. Your dad punched young Nick Cage. Okay, let's uh, let's let's watch it. Oh, we're only four, we're only forty seconds in. I'll shut up. Sorry. UPC, bro. Jerk. <laughs> Are they playing Electric Avenue in the background? <laughs> uh, We're gonna fast rock. Fast forward a bit. Electric right, where, Avenue. Where am I? Where am I going? Uh, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Stop here. All right. Go. Go. Go back. Go back. Go back. Right here. Yeah. Right there. Right. Yeah. Right here. All right. This is where he loses it. All right. The first of many breakdowns. <laughs> yeah, this is his first breakdown on screen. I don't do it, 
Get out of the car, shit. Get out of the car. I'll show you the bag. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. Go! I bet you fuck. 20 bucks that guy is not actually Mexican. Sick. Oh, yeah. Come on, leave me alone. Give me that brick. I'm dying. Just put me out of my misery. Oh, bitchin', is this in 3D? No, but your face is. I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> it's not in 3D. Have a nice flight. Okay. How you doing down there? Uh, it appears as though you uh, forgot our french fries and our coke. Fish head. Oh, uh, well, Peter Piper picked a pepper, I guess I did. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm nuts. I doubt it. I'm gonna give you the Although, chance you never gave me. When one is honorable, when one is disciplined, when one is school spirited, everyone can't be a king and a queen. School boy. Get up. Liza Minnelli? Pause it. You're, you're telling me they're supposed to be 16, 17 years old? <laughs> I, saw the, I saw the banner that said junior prom. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> This is Dollar worse than telling me that Tobey Maguire was in high school in the first Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, it's a lot better than like 25-year-olds playing like 17-year-olds, at least. In, 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 like in every new Netflix film. These are just normal teenagers, just like you in high school. Yeah, 25 No, we all, we all didn't have 0% body fat in cars that were chargers, no. I don't know. <laughs> I, was pretty, I was pretty thin. Yeah, but have you seen the, these new Netflix films they're putting out for teens where, like, everyone walks out and it looks like they've been, like, hitting the gym every day? 
you know, it's, it's it's a whole it's a whole uh, meme online now. It's it's Google Netflix teenagers and you'll see what I'm talking about. Don't mm-hmm. Google Netflix children. That's a whole other thing. Uh, I'm not Googling that. Anyway, that's Valley that's Girl. A, that is a whole it. different podcast, RJ. <laughs> My so if, if you like to see young Nick Cage in all his glory, watch Valley Girl. It's on Amazon Prime. Was he ever homeless? I have no idea. I feel I like he's. I feel like he's really no good. Way. I feel like he's really good at appearing like he's been homeless. I mean, you. I or told he's you how many homes he owned. I think that moment in this in Valley Girl where he was like, "Hear me, that break put me up in misery." I think that was him where has a cry for help at nineteen. Oh my gosh! He, what's uh? What, what's the next one? Yeah, the, the best scene in this was like, "Hey man, is this in three D?" No, but your face is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this. So Zed, this oh, was yeah. your movie, right? So this is Mom and Dad. So this is one of the shitty Nick Cage movies that came out recently. Basically, there's a new strain of coronavirus, and basically it makes parents want to kill their kids on site, and Nicolas Cage has contracted it. So now he has to kill his kids. Okay, Doyle, I have a quick question. If this happened to your family, do you think you'd be able to fight off your parents? Yes, because my dad, she's big and slow, and my mom, it wouldn't be that hard to, yeah, I'm just going to finish it at that. But with this 30-odd six, <laughs> you make the check. Yeah, you the you're, judge. You're, you're taking out walls while you're at it. <laughs> I, th- I think we, I think all of us would do well except for you, RJ. No, my, my dad's, a, my, my dad would, I would die. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's my, my, my parents would win. It's no really. I, oh man, I know I'd beat my parents easily. Block block all the bathrooms so Derek doesn't have to take a shit and he would die. Oh shit! <laughs> they do the slow and steady approach. <laughs> no, no, we'll just, we'll just wait him out. Well, oh my god, he's dead on the floor. What's that coming out of his mouth? Vomit? No, it's shit. He literally. <laughs> <laughs> he held it in so long, it literally came out of his mouth. <laughs> There's a South Park. <laughs> it's like, no, but it'd be horrifying because when he finally dies, like, you know, you just, just shit yourself. Like everything comes out. That would be just the, that would be like the, a top, that would be like the Nagasaki. Of- okay. So tell me if I'm wrong. Do, do your body shit after you die, right? Yeah. Yes. Like you're, you're like, it, it comes out. I, I can imagine for Derek and Derek, I love you. So I say it's for respect. Whereas the average person would be like, Bleh. Here's be like, it's like a conveyor belt. <laughs> no, no Rome's disease is a serious issue. Please Google it and donate to your nearest charity. No, no, R- RJ, RJ, that's that's not how it would go. It would be, it would just be, you know, like uh, you know, in Attack of the Clones when Django Fett's dropping those. Where are you going with this? And you, know, you know how it's just really quiet, like silent, and just then suddenly you hear an explosion. That shit would happen so fast for Derek that it like people would be covered in shit before they hear that explosion. Oh <laughs> okay, play play the clip. Had enough? Had enough? Mr. Ryan, we, we need to talk, sir. Oh, do we need to talk? And I think about how things were in my day, Mr. Ryan. But now, the world you kids are living in. 
the things you Oh, I thought he was about to make it a race yeah. thing. Because he's talking to a black guy. Things I only saw in magazines. Yes. your right foot in you take your right foot out you do the hokey and you fucking work it all out bright future everything in the world to look forward to i mean i was gonna grab the world by the balls and squeeze boy god damn it i remember that kid i used to be like it was four fucking minutes ago my feet barely touched the ground back then my kill ratio was nine out of ten. It was hundred percent sex. Flat on his ass. Bad bald cottage cheese. Fucking ass. Blue bonnet. Buttered waistline with hair coming out of my ears, my nose. Your motherfucking mother to open the door. Motherfuckers, you're going to open this motherfucking door. And this is all because of a disease. Mm-hmm. Not so helpful. <laughs> Who's the chick? His wife. Saws. Oh. Saws. Oh. Jesus. Mom, Dad, listen. Oh. You fucking killed me! Nah, bullshit. Please don't hurt anymore. Please. You're a whore. Kendall's not even a real name! I don't know what the context for that, but I totally agree with it. Don't you know? We love you both more than anything in the whole world. Pause Sometimes we... Wait, it's all over. Okay. Keep going, keep going, song sever. Sometimes we just want to That's how the movie ends. That's that literally is... the ending of the movie. Just cuts to black. That is dumb as shit. Wait, yeah, you were saying RJ? Okay, did, uh, I think, was it Doyle or Mullen who wanted to say something? Uh, it was me. It looked okay. like, okay, the guy in the yellow shirt, I think that's the grandfather, right, Zed? Yeah. So, so Nick Cage's dad. Yeah. But, so okay, he, but his dad is an android. Oh, is it the same guy? That's uh, the guy who plays as uh, Bishop in Aliens, I think. Uh, no. Go, go to that scene, Derek. Yeah, that's Lance Henriksen. Dude, he's been yeah. in, he was in like um, he he was in Aliens uh the Terminator and I think uh was he in Predator 2? Oh, he played the cop in Terminator. Yeah, he was one of the cops in Terminator and I I swear he was in No, maybe oh no, maybe No, he's I think been it, was around. Paxton, it was Bill Paxton who was in Terminator Predator and Alien. Wasn't Bill Paxton also uh, no I'm I was about to, I was about to say six million dollar man. That was Lee Majors. Bill Paxton was the guy who who uh, died a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, from from heart failure. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is. I don't, think I'm, I don't think I'm ever it's, watching this. But it's yeah, Nick Cage yeah, at his fair. best. It's the whole movie is just a Nick Cage breakdown. I just like how he's just like, guys, it's fine. Proceeds to spray his ass in the face and stab him. <laughs> yeah. Because like they're infected too, and Nick Cage is their kid. So 
I feel uh, like I, I feel like this is every parent's dream, though, deep down. What to kill their? Oh God, that's terrible. I feel like you know, like just sometimes there's just one too many meltdowns. And, you know, it's frowned upon to spank your kid these days. So uh, my mom once threw a potato at me like a Heisman. Dang. I bet that must have been a sight to see. Did, did I don't remember because I got hit in the face. <laughs> That's why it must have been a sight to see. Yeah. Okay. Was that? I I gotta say, Zed, of all the, of all the crazy in the cage. I mean, I get that he's crazy, but I I don't. This I, this one doesn't get me going. Doyle, yeah. would you watch this? Doyle, would you watch? Doyle. This movie? I think he fell asleep. Are you fell asleep? Are you trying Doyle. to look for your cat? Doyle. 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 Sean. Doyle. Come on, guys, join the chorus. All right. Doyle. Doyle. Okay, we'll skip that. What's Doyle. the next one? Doyle's in Egypt's land. Mandy. Oh, yeah. Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> this is how you know. Start off the bat. It's, it's a good film. It looks, it looks like <laughs> Tim Curry from from a Rocky Horror Picture Show right there. Or, oh. I guess. There's also... <laughs> okay. So, go, go back to Mandy. Okay, Mandy. Uh, so, somebody explain Mandy. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. So, basically, just a good old lumberjack and his, his I, I guess, girlfriend, partner in life, you know, just minding their own business, living in an isolated, nice life in the woods by a lake called Crystal Lake. And, you know, eventually this, I don't want to call him a Jesus freak because I don't think, I can't remember if Jesus is actually mentioned. He's a cult leader and he passes by uh, Mandy on when she's walking on the way to work. And Mandy is supposed to be like Nick Cage's character's partner, girlfriend, every, all that stuff. They're not married, but they're together. Okay. And he just is basically like, I, she, I have to have her. She's, this is destiny. And so it's this whole thing of them basically like first the cult goes and they steal, they steal his girl and they beat the shit out of him and they take her. But to do that, they first make a deal with this biker gang that looks like the Cenobites from Hellraiser that apparently you find out later took some strange form of acid that permanently changed them. Don't do drugs, kids. It was super acid of some sort. This whole movie is basically on acid, but it's honestly, it's great. Uh, And like, so they have to give him this jar full of this drug stuff that's like this super acid or whatever. That's like this jelly paste stuff. And this guy like chugs it. And then they're just like, we'll require more. And they're like, yeah, we got the sacrifice. And there's this poor blonde fat kid in the truck who does has no idea that he's about to be the sacrifice for them. So then they go beat the shit out of Nick Cage, take her, take her back, drug her. The dude, only for this guy right here to find out, nope, nope, she doesn't want me at all. She's just laughing at me, so we're just going to burn her alive. You know, I think we need to watch the clip now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah it's, we should. Just, you and that ugly little whore. You think you're so in love? In 2018's Mandy, director Panos Cosmatos brings us an indelible horror fantasy, ostensibly a revenge plot that reveals a love story, along with a significant dose of violent insanity. 
Early on, the viewer observes that this is a story in which details of the plot are of less concern than the impressions made by visual and auditory elements. As we're introduced to the hostile and mysterious world in which the story is set, and the contrasted tranquility of the life built by Mandy and her man, Red Miller, the emotion and the dread arise from the experience of viewing, and in a manner that's difficult to verbalize. It's almost more like the effect of music than of story as the monochromatic washes of color and accompanying score inform the emotional tone. So basically, they don't talk much. No, this is a film of not too many words and more just, like, this is really a film about raw emotion. Cosmatos takes his time introducing the relationship between Red and Mandy. We know that this is a story that concerns her death, But this approach lets us know that the movie is named for her character for a reason. She will not serve as a mere plot device, a catalyst to motivate an action-revenge plot. The movie will in a very real sense be about her. The Children of the New Dawn are a cult surrounding the figure of Jeremiah, a pretty transparent charlatan and would-be messiah. Can we pause for a second? Mormons! a product of combination. So, I think so. This is a. It looks like this is a review from uh, someone. Uh, do we can can we uh, uh, get this ch- guy's channel real quick to give him credit? Yeah, I was sure. about to say like the links there in the comments so you can. Yeah. So shoot me reviews. Thank you for uh, letting us use your review in fair use. Gracias. Yeah, he explains the movie way better than, frankly, I or anyone else could. Is Nick Cage going to kill someone? Uh, <laughs> Probably. Dude, yeah. there's a scene in this that's reminiscent of like the opening scene to Conan the Barbarian, where he literally he literally makes his own murder acts just to go after these people. Can, can we pull up a scene? Uh, I, I was trying to find a scene, and I couldn't. Like... I really want it because it's an amazing scene. It's super metal, and it's just oh. I mean, Can we pull up that other scene? Uh, yes. That we have, where you uh, like- the other scene is pure just Nick Cage freak out. Like is, this, this is this right, is the same movie. He, yeah, same he movie. he just got beat like the shit beat out of him, and he and like Mandy was taken from him, and he's pretty sure she's dead. So ready. Yeah, let's do it. Do it. That like that's literally I, just a guy who's lost everything. I think well, that's just like okay. a normal Friday night for Nick Cage right now. That's just a normal Friday night for 2020. 
That's uh, that's me in the year 2017. Let me let me see if I can like. I really want to find like the axe forging scene in Mandy because it's such a great scene. We're uh, we're we're running kind of close on time. We'll have to we'll have yeah. to. Yeah, this is a seven minute review of yeah. someone else's. So let's go to the next one. We're not watching that. No, I think it'd be no. something to a skim. I think I think I got the seeing yeah. seeing him in his underwear. I think I got the message. Oh, All right, yeah. well, let's move on to the next movie then. Okay, Con Air, Con Air. There's nothing you need to know about this film except he's in a airplane prison and apparently is from Tennessee. And he's been framed for a crime he did not commit, and he wants to get back to his daughter. And during this whole time, he's been holding on to a stuffed bunny that he wants to deliver to her. That's the whole film. Oh, and here we go. This is him at probably his worst. Appears the United States Parole Commission that... back in the box I knew you was a punk and I was right you were playing us all along you a free man I said put the bunny back in the box And like the whole the whole film is him just saying, I want to get back to my daughter. But but like he has it's like it's not it's not even a southern accent. It's just something he just made up. Does he ever get back to his family? He does. And he gives them money. Okay, he has a happy. It's a a very awkward, happy ending. It's not a film you say you want to watch with people present. It's just yeah. not because it has anything inappropriate or bad. It's just like as you're watching it, you're thinking, what else could I literally be doing? Well, a lot of things. I mean, I, I think Con Air is a good film to literally drink to with friends and make fun of. Each time he brings up wanting to get back to his daughter, you take a shot. Oh, God, we're no, dead. No, I feel like that's just a drink. And when he says put the bunny back in the box, that's Definitely true. take a shot. Yep. Okay, what's the next one? Ghost Rider 2. Okay. Did you... I feel like this is a film that a lot of people tend to forget ever existed. I was a big Ghost Rider fan. The first film in 2006 actually did... 2006, 2007 actually did really well. And this is right before... This is almost right before Iron Man comes out and changes the game. And uh, the first one was kind of corny. And I, I know that the studio for this one changed things up. So the whole graphics, the layout, some of the story as they talk about the first film was changed. And uh, this was supposed to be the one that was the grittier Ghost Rider. This was one that, well, this one was actually rated R. 
But uh, Nick Cage, I remember he went on like Good Morning America and Oprah and he kept telling people, you know, like I, I've been studying Satanism to get ready for this. Like I walk around with like, you know, face paint of a skull on trying to get into character. And it's just – it's just a – let's just say it's just an experience. Did uh, did any of yeah. you see this film? Uh, I, no. I think I remember actually seeing it, but it's been forever. Like, I've seen this – um, with my dad when it came out on Redbox. And what was what was your impression? It was really boring. <laughs> the plot was very boring. You, you know, like this movie had a really low budget when all the actors and all the sets were in like Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's 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 watch it. This is like the first time in the film we see him beginning to transform into Ghost Rider, and I will say the graphics are actually not bad. It's just how everything is executed, which is bad. Yeah. John? You talk to Caravan. I talk to a lot of people. Hey, I got what you need for those shakes, my friend. Caravan must have told me about that thing that killed his men last night, huh? Yeah? That thing is inside of me. See, you're a bad man. And this thing, the writer, he feeds on Batman and he's hungry. He's hungrier than he's been years, and that's why I'm shaking. Because right now, the only thing standing between you and the writer is me. And he's just, he's, he's scraping at the door, scraping at the door. Well, if you don't tell me what I want to know, I'm going to let him out. And when he's done with you, there won't be anything left. Do you understand? Do you understand? Shake your head yes or no. Good, good girl. Where's Kerrigan? I want your kid! The kid can't You will tell me I will eat just and so The Bori! For Lord God's poor man is putting together a goddamn army. I know the place. Um, you're not going to mention this conversation to anyone, are you? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. All right, well, that was a good idea. Yeah. John! Uh, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. You know what, though? I still think he was perfectly cast for that role. Oh, 100%. I would love to see Nick Cage Ghost Rider in the MCU. Yeah, only Nick Cage could pull off this role. I would have directed that scene a little differently, but I mean, otherwise... You you weren't impressed by the flaming snot? No, it was the previous scene when he's kind of like interrogating that guy. As a as a comic nerd, I always felt like this is actually a, probably a more accurate description as to how Ghost Rider trans when, when Johnny Blaze turns into Ghost Rider. And to nerd out for a second, it's actually mentioned in canon that when he transforms, he feels it. Like he feels his skin fall off his body. Whereas in the first film, it's like, you know, with the snap of a finger, he turns into Ghost Rider, nothing, no pain, nothing. 
except in the first transformation scene in the first film. But like each time it's supposed to be an experience. So I get what Nick Cage is going for. It just comes off uncomfortable. And not in, the, not in like a, oh, yeah, I can believe it type of thing. Just the why did they have to do it this way type of thing. Yeah. 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 Right. I uh, I think this killed the franchise. <laughs> yeah. So kind of a shame. Yeah. So to 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 to, to kick off what we put the finale of this podcast, we we have one more clip, but it's not of any one movie. It's just general Nick Cage insanity. Just him losing his shit all over two the place. Minutes. Yeah. My body is ready. Just yep, two Nick minutes Cage. of Nick Cage losing his shit. Uh, I hope y'all are ready. Let's do it. Thank you, Harry Harana. Nick Cage losing his shit. the best ending to a video oh, like i uh was this channel again uh, let me scroll down was, real quick jim see. morrison i feel like we should all subscribe to him just because that montage is totally worth it montage is very good Thank but i believe it was by harry yeah. hanrahan hanrahan harry yep. hanrahan did this montage and it's beautiful Thank well you, let, let's take a verdict and uh, sh- uh Doyle is obviously off for some reason, but we'll we'll get back to him later. Zed, oh, amazing, amazing. Okay, what's up, Doyle? I've been on. You've been on. Yeah. Why didn't we? Full time with my mic on. We literally did not not hear you. 
did you did you watch the Nick Cage loses shit? Yes, of course. I thought it, I thought it was pure gold. Okay, we'll we'll get back to you in a second. Zed, underrated actor or overrated actor? Uh, he he is well known, and some people hate him, and some people love him. Where do you fall? I love him. He is he's my favorite actor. Could you say a national treasure? He is oh! a national treasure. Yes. <laughs> Derek, what's your verdict? Overrated or underrated? I believe that. Like he's a he's a love him or hate him actor. I personally love him. Um, I I believe he's somewhat underrated. He's very well known, but he's underrated because I think he, you just have to love his, the way he performs and just the type of roles he plays. Like if you can embrace chaos, Nicholas Cage is your guy. But if you can't, he's not your guy. Embrace the chaos is the best way to describe him. Doyle, overrated or underrated? I want to say he's underrated because honestly, I'm going to feed off kind of what Derek was saying because you've got to love the chaos. I mean, that's just him. If you're not all about chaos, then go freaking watch Kesha's music videos or Britney Spears or something. It's just... If you have to choose WAP over Nick Cage, get out. Yeah. So honestly, underrated. He, he's a really good actor and people should yeah he did some really shitty movies but he had his reasons and he embraced his roles i don't think he ever phones it in i think that's the one thing we could say he gives it his all absolutely and mullen underrated or overrated uh i'd say right now he's underrated back in the day he was like an actor that kind of everyone knew and wanted in their films, but like he's some, he's unfortunately with someone that everyone's forgotten. And uh, I think he's severely underrated right now. And he, he deserves more attention because he's just a beautiful person with such unique acting skills. Well, Nick Cage, if you're out there and you ever get a chance to listen to this, we love you. We Keep love you. Making Nick Cage. Movies. Keep being you. As always, thank you, Zed. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Doyle. And thank you, Mullen. We're happy to have you on again as part of the Degenerate panel. Folks, it costs you nothing but means everything to me. A five-star rating and review on iTunes lets people know you love this. If you want to see the video version of this episode, as long as YouTube doesn't want to take it down for copyright reasons, you'll be able to watch this over at the We Are Libertarians Patreon. It supports me and all the other hosts of the network. As always, thank you so much. Uncage your internet cage. You're listening to On the Run. I'm Rumsey W. Martinez. Good night, America. Check out our other shows and more from the We Are Libertarians Network at wearelibertarians.com.